BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Okay. Hey, girl. Hey, good morning. Welcome to, where am I right now? Oh, I'm on Taste of Taylor. Welcome to Taste of Taylor. It's my weekly podcast. I got a few jobs. Sometimes I get lost as to where I am. Uh, Yeah. So it's Taste of Taylor, my weekly podcast. And right now I've got my girl, Claudia Oshry, AKA girl with no job. Hey, girl. Hey. Hey, queen. It's been a minute since we podcasted together. I know. It's been like, what? At least six months to eight months. I mean, the last time we podcasted together, you came to my house and then we like drank on my couch afterwards and we talked shit about everyone, which was so much fun. Can we, can we, we've got to do that again. Can we do that again? Like, but on zoom, I'm so sick. Uh, I I honestly, I'm, I'm, I'm over it. I know it's a connector and I get that that's a great thing. And I miss my friends. I miss my family, but I'm just like enough with the zoom everything. I know I'm having a really hard time during this quarantine, not being so fucking negative about everything everything because I'm generally a negative person and it's like funny or whatever but people are feeling really down and so when I'm podcasting every day I'm trying so hard like not to say mean things about everything and anything because I think everything sucks (laughs) so with the zoom stuff like me and Jackie are always talking about on the show how like you know it sucks but it makes it's like it's the best we could do right now. So yes. like, to speak negatively of it would just like be rude. I'm trying. And by the way, don't get me wrong. I've been Zooming a lot. Like I've been having game nights. I've been doing a lot. Me too. It's just not the same. At first I was like, not at, all. at first I was like, this is amazing. This is better than in person because when I'm tired, I get to go upstairs in my bed and go right to sleep. But now I'm just like the connection keeps dropping off. I mean, listen, <laughs> like you said, under the circumstances, it's all we've got. And first of all, yeah. I'm really pissed. I didn't buy stock in zoom that's number one i know where like where did it come from no it's so crazy that like i guess i have a not traditional job so i don't really use zoom and before this i didn't really know what it was like i thought people still use skype and like google hangouts (laughs) and then after like this quarantine like people are like oh zoom 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 and i'm like have has everyone just been using zoom since before i got here because (laughs) i didn't even have like a login me neither and then it became (laughs) my life 
So yeah, no, I had to download the application on my computer. I actually, I downloaded it too. I have very few apps <laughs> on my computer and it's Me like too. one of the three that I have. Same. Um, okay, so how are you quarantining? I, I like... I just want to start this off by saying, of course, Claudia and I recognize the people who are like truly like busting their asses and working so hard during this quarantine. Right. I mean, Mm -hmm. people on the front lines, we've got essential workers, doctors, nurses, anyone who drivers. Yeah. Delivery people, uh, Mm -hmm. grocery workers, food workers. I mean, everybody on the front lines every single day. Like, fucking thank you. I mean, it must be scary as shit. I haven't left my house in 10 days. I know it's it's so crazy and and the fact that like we take so much of that for granted in a regular day like I just get my Amazon boxes without thinking twice about how it got there and I feel like you know I'm trying to be positive and like see what I could take out of this and one of that one of those things is just having so much respect for like the people who contribute to your life and like making it run smoothly I know I had like a bratty moment on my radio show because like 50% of my grocery order was like all wrong stuff and Mm -hmm. it it turned out we did not hit the button that says if if not available like do not fulfill oh i hate when they substitute so i always choose that button but it was our fault for not hitting the button so the person did the best they could but like zest crackers are not saltines okay i know but it's like at the end of the day it doesn't matter it doesn't matter like you just need food to live yeah and so i had this bratty moment and then i had and so then i had to like take a step out of myself and be like wait somebody went to the grocery store for me shopped for Mm -hmm. me like how frustrating must it have been for them to not be able to figure out what to substitute with you know what i mean and then they're the one that's like out at the grocery store risking their health so yep i want to state first and foremost that we are like aware and appreciative of all of that that's going on um and you know just everybody trying please if you can stay home stay home and be as healthy as humanly possible however then there's the other side of this which is like those of us who are fortunate to still work but we are quarantined in our homes right so that's yeah what percentage of the of like well let's just work in the united states what percentage of the country well, do you think that is I just read um, a statistic on Twitter, so it's from Twitter, so it's possible that it's not true, but it seemed like it was from a legit source that said uh, about 50% of Americans under 45 have either been laid off, furloughed, or taken a pay cut. Jesus Christ. Right. So I guess that means that like the other half are working from home. My husband is working from home. His office has been closed for like a month. I'm ready to um, murder him in his sleep (laughs) and things are going really well for us. Okay, So I want to talk about that portion of the population in this podcast because I want to ask you, are you like, how are you quarantining on a scale of one to ten? Like I feel because Ellen just recently got in a shit ton of trouble because she. And by the way, you know, I hate Ellen. Like I would love to do her. You do. Oh, I just despise her whoa whoa whoa. i didn't know this why well i just and what's so sad is that i used to love her like i used to watch her show like when she got that um like medal of bravery from obama like i watched that video and like i really teared up and i'm sure you can relate as like a woman in the lgbtq community like she really is she is iconic in that sense and it's hard for me to separate the two because like what she's done as a a gay woman in television and just a woman in television a woman in comedy i don't want to take away from her accomplishments because they're so important Mm -hmm. But it's just to me so ironic that like a woman whose entire show is based on the premise of like joy, positivity and light is known to be like the world's most evil bitch. Okay, So this is something that I recently, you know, because I have eyes and ears and I can like a brain so I I can process things. But like I 
I just started hearing maybe in the last four to six months that she's like a horrible person. All these news stories have been coming out. And yeah. I had never been privy to any of that information. So when did you hear about this? So I had like known about it like for a while Why? where like people in the industry, just like different people that I know, but it's always been like circumstantial stories, like offhand remarks. I never really got like a full, it was like this conspiracy theory. Is Ellen the devil or are people just pitting women against women, you right. know? And it's come to light in like the last one or two years that she is very much like the devil. <laughs> Fuck. And, and I've heard crazy things about her, like her going to random restaurants and trying to get random waitresses fired because having of their a chipped manicure. That's what I heard. Yeah. That's crazy. Like and I just, I hate her. And, and I love when people <laughs> like hate her with me. But this most recent incident, like I get where the insensitivity in the joke is. But like, to be honest, that we have so much crazier things to be worried about right now like it's crazy how the world is seemingly falling apart but cancel culture is you know bigger than ever yep. and people on twitter are still coming for people like the joke wasn't even funny that's my problem with it not that it was offensive it was just not funny and it's like you're one of the biggest comedians in the world you have one of the biggest t daytime talk shows in the world you have a million people to write your jokes and like this is what they all came up with you're like just do better i thought it was funny yeah. i will say um the, 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 she just got me with it. Everybody here is gay. That's what made me laugh. That was what I thought was funny. Prison. We wear the same clothes and everyone <laughs> in here is gay. So she, yeah. So I laughed when I read it. But then when people started reacting the way that they did, and I guess that they were reacting, I mean, from... Uh, People were reacting to a million different things. There was projection yeah. all over the place. But ultimately what it was, it people were saying, so you're in a mansion and you think that you're in prison? Like, how lucky are you, right? Yeah, like the whole thing lacked a sense of self-awareness. And I agree with that. But like right now we're seeing celebrities and influencers. Um, and, and listen, people, when, I mean, you can speak to this. Your job is to share your life, right? Mm -hmm. So if you happen to have a beautiful apartment before this shit goes down, it's not like that's going to change. You know what I mean? Yeah. But all of a sudden it's like people are more sensitive to that fact. And yeah, I just think that like that celebrities and everything. Yeah, but celebrities just keep coming at the public as like, we're all in this together and like really pretending like they're one of us when they're not and they never have been. And I think for before this, we like always looked to celebrities as like beacons of like light and hope and positivity and like using their platforms for good. But now it's like, coronavirus has become the great equalizer. Like right. anyone can get it, no matter how rich, no matter how famous, like you are just as, as risk as I am. So now it's like, we're all equal. Like what's a celebrity? You know, we're all stuck in our houses and just to have them be preaching at us, like how hard this is, like we're coping, we're managing, but it's like, you have a mansion and two pools, a hot tub and a servant. And I literally don't. So it's like, <laughs> we, it's like the difference between the famous and the not famous, like the contrast between the two groups of people has never been more big and more stark so there we're not going to get like too deep into this but um well i have to reference it to reference the article that i'm about to talk about but there was a particular influencer and she got herself in a shit ton of trouble at the very start mm -hmm. of this and it was all directly directly linked to, to covid like she got a yes. test she tested something positive, navy something navy she um yeah. and and then she eight days after being tested positive went out to the hamptons so people were freaking out about that um and i th i felt rightfully so i felt like she um, was very wrong in her action. She did apologize. But then this article came out in Vanity Fair. Did you see the Vanity Fair article? No. And the Vanity Fair article basically said... Um 
is this, it's, it's not the end of influencing, but is this the end of influencing as we've known it? And so it called into, it was really focused around Ariel, but it also spoke a lot about um, other celebrities, um, whether influencers or like movie stars, like uh, Gwyneth Paltrow was referenced in it. Yeah. And so, but I, it got me thinking about like, what, you know, what is this pandemic and our experience through it? it how is it going to change the world as we know it in regard to celebrity influencing? And I think we're seeing it happen in real time. Yeah, I mean, in, in the Ariel Charna situation, I feel kind of conflicted because obviously she handled the situation very poorly. Yes. Like, to be honest, like she is generally known. I think a lot of people follow her because she lives this outrageous lifestyle and she's like this aspirational blogger and she's like a nice, pretty girl with a nice house and the nice everything. Everything's nice. And we're used to seeing content from her that's like generally out of touch. Like sometimes I watch her stuff and I'm like, oh my, that's so cringy. But like that's her brand right. and that, good for her. It really seems to work for her. Obviously, I think how she handled her entire quarantine and diagnosis was really mishandled. But at the same time, like it's not my business to say that. And I don't know, I just feel... I feel like she's getting unfair treatment. I think what she did was pretty dumb. And to be honest, it could have been solved if she just put her fucking phone down. Like, yeah. it's quarantine. You were diagnosed. You don't owe us any explanation. We don't need to see you driving to the Hamptons. We don't need to see you in the Hamptons. We don't need to see any of it. If she had just gotten diagnosed and put her phone away and did whatever she did, it wouldn't have been a big deal. Like, no one really would have really cared that she went to the Hamptons. But it was like, why are you posting about going to the Hamptons? Like, she should have just put her phone down. But I feel like she's now become the face of this entire conversation. Poster like, child. Is, ce yes. is celebrity culture dying? How is the influencing world going to change? And like, to be honest, she didn't kill anyone. Like, she's not a bad person. She she just handled a situation really, really poorly. But like now it's like every article it references her. Yes. She's the face of the situation. Like that just sucks because she's not like a bad person, but people just hate her now. And she's become like a polarizing figure because she went to the Hamptons. And I totally understand why what she did was wrong. And I don't agree with it. But like the reaction is so insane. So this is the thing though. So like you said, in these times when like so much is going on, like real ass shit, cancel culture is stronger than ever. 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 So do you think that this whole pandemic, I mean... The the really the Vanity Fair article question at the very end like is this the beginning of the end for influencers which has been a question FYI always that people have been asking since since the dawn of influencing so what do you think I totally disagree I feel like now more than ever I read a fabulous article in the New York Times about how celebrity culture is burning and I think like I said before like the difference between celebrities and human being regular people has never been more stark and I actually think influencers in this day and age are doing more good than celebrities like they're really on the ground like raising money using their platforms like getting involved and I think people really relate to them they've always related to to bloggers because bloggers are just people they have right. husbands like they're normal regular citizens and that's why they've people have always related to bloggers and influencers. And I feel like now, it, it, given what's going on, I think people are engaging with influencers more than ever. I think influencers after this are going to have bigger audiences. I totally disagree with the, with the notion that influencing is somehow going to change after this. I think if anything, like celebrity culture is going to be different, but influence, like I've been, I've been engaging with like, just as a consumer, yes. I've been watching so many YouTube videos, so many influencers. Like I watch everyone's stories. Like I haven't even cared enough to go look at what a celebrity is up to, because to be honest, it's annoying. Like I see you in your mansion and I'm jealous. Like I'm not interested, but bloggers, yes, they live this elevated lifestyle, but they're just people. Jessica Alba just uh, discovered TikTok and it's triggering the fuck out of me. Like I know her and her perfect body dancing with her gorgeous couches. That's all I could look at. I'm like, those are definitely restoration hardware couches. 
Yeah, and like She's her got kids like are perfect. And of them. I know. Her loungewear. Like I'm wearing Ben's t-shirts with like tomato sauce on it and she's wearing like a $300 cashmere set. Wait, that's another thing. So we totally like didn't even know Zoom existed. And also when was everybody buying all these loungewear sets? Hello? did anybody- When was everyone getting these tie-dye hoodies? What the- I didn't even know it was a thing. What the hell? I know. And then- it's like everyone got together and was like, we're going to bleach all of our sweatpants. <laughs> okay. So in terms of like all seriousness aside, how are you quarantining on a scale of one to 10? If you had to give yourself a grade, what would it be? It depends on the day. Like today, I'm really feeling like a six or a seven. Like I'm feeling good. good yes, yesterday was probably one of the like the worst days I've had in quarantine. I was really, really not feeling well. Like emotionally, physically, mentally. Like I was just so drained, and I couldn't put my finger on why I was feeling so shitty about myself. And like literally on the toast yesterday morning, like I had tears in my eyes. I was about to cry. Like I just, I was not. I just had a day where what like I, I crashed. You? What triggered you? Nothing. I just got a really, I had a migraine and I had like a bad night's sleep and I just like was feeling so ugly and fat and like my makeup wasn't sitting on my face and I just like looked around and I hated everything and like it really just set in like that this is happening and I just, it was, I don't, I, I, I couldn't, and what was making me so frustrated was that I couldn't pinpoint why I was feeling the way that I was feeling. Yeah. And I just like literally spent the whole day in bed like on my phone. I was really like just depressed and I got my period, which made a lot of sense. There we go. Isn't it amazing how we're like, we're women, right? We've been getting our period for a minute now. And every single month, I am so shocked when I'm like acting a crazy fool. And then it comes and I'm like, no wonder. I'm 25. You think I would know. But I get my period. I'm like, oh, you're here. And you and this explains so much about my emotional conundrum. And it and it did. Just being able to pinpoint why I was feeling weird immediately made me feel better. And I got a great night's sleep and I'm feeling better today. And I did my makeup like a little cute. Like I just it's important to feel cute sometimes. Well, this is the thing. So a lot of people, I mean, I have not truly like really except for the grocery store or like the drugstore, and even that's I'm I'm a long distant memory. I have mm-hmm. not physically fucking left my house. I'm becoming truly, yeah. and I am not taking this term lightly, I think I'm becoming agoraphobic. I think I might have a really hard time once this is over actually re-entering the world. Um, well, I have a dog. So to be honest, that's right. been such a great reprieve. Like going out, he has to be walked four times a day. And even it's just like a walk around the block or we go to our roof, like getting fresh air is a game changer. And I never really like knew that before. It's like the, I'm really now understanding the simple things in life. Like, and it's crazy what I miss. Like, obviously I miss my friends and I miss my family and I miss hugging them. But like, I miss like going to a restaurant and like waiting for a table. Like I would love to be at a fabulous, busy New York restaurant, like waiting 20 minutes at the bar, like getting a drink. Like I would just, I miss that. Like I just miss having um, places to go. I know, I miss Sugarfish so much. I miss restaurants. Like that's really what's getting me. I'm so sick of fucking cooking. And I will say, I am so happy that Tay and I moved out of the city because we were we were in a very small apartment in the city. That's why I'm saying I'm happy we moved because we would have, I mean, we're barely surviving here, like in terms of like not killing each other. So mm-hmm. in a studio apartment, it would have been over weeks ago. But Agreed. I definitely will say that the one thing that I miss the most about the city is being able to get really good takeout. And I know like supporting local businesses right now, I mean, somebody DM me and they were like, Sugarfish is open. And I'm like, I live in Jersey City. Like they will not yeah, deliver Yeah, Margo just got Sugarfish. Oh, I'm so jealous. Yeah, I've been cooking a lot, but also trying to keep in mind that like a lot of businesses are open at like half capacity and wanting to do delivery. So me and Ben have been ordering like not a ton, but like maybe one or two times a week. We got Hillstone. It was really good. (gasps) We got some sushi. That's what Tay said. Tay last night was like, all I want is Hillstone sushi. It's the best. And Hillstone has really good delivery. Like they had no contact delivery. They like 
put everything in like separate bags, separate containers. It was as good as it could be. So, okay. So, but I have not left the house. Okay. Like, and I, which means I have not, my shoes think I'm dead because I haven't put them on for a million years. (laughs) And also I haven't put a stitch of makeup on. I mean, I just showered before this because I knew they were going to be FaceTiming and I didn't want you to see how hideous I had let myself get. Um, but is your skin like benefiting from the lack of makeup? No, so much acne. Mm. It's fucking crazy. I think it must be stress or hormone related, whatever. Yeah. But like you actually, so you are still doing the toast, the morning toast yeah. every single day and mm-hmm. or w- Monday through Friday. And yeah. that requires you to put on clothing and makeup, mm-hmm. which actually I think that's probably helping you win quarantine. Yeah, obviously I'm like rolling my eyes like everyone else is like laying around and I'm just fucking waking up and having to get ready. But I think that I might have, you know, cracked and had my breakdown a little bit earlier if I wasn't like and I'm not putting on dresses. I'm literally wearing sweats, but having my hair and makeup done like does affect the way that I feel on the inside. Like I just carry myself a little bit better and I feel a little bit more confident. This episode of Taste of Taylor is brought to you by Beachbody On Demand. I am on week five right now of quarantine. And before all this craziness began, I was actually really eating well and working out like a couple times a week, okay? Which was a lot for me at the time. And then once the pandemic hit and I started freaking out, I was like, I'm gonna eat my feelings and I'm gonna just sit on the couch and um, wallow in my feelings. So I'm eating like I'm training for a marathon, but not moving at all. Seriously, enough is enough. My body hates me. I can't stand to look at myself. I'm sitting here right now in what I like to call my house dress, which really is just a nice fancy term for a freaking moo-moo because people, even my sweatpants, don't fit me right now. Enough is enough. I need to be more active. I need to keep moving. And uh, Beach Body On Demand is the solution. You can take classes in the comfort of your own home. And plus, Beach Body On Demand, it's a very easy to use streaming service that gives you instant access to over 1,300 super effective workouts suited for anybody at any time. The secret really to getting results is just to get started. So this is me getting started. I do love Beachbody On Demand. I actually used them um, a few years ago. They're fantastic. Um, They're the company behind P90X, Insanity, and 21 Day Fix. And now they have new programs like Morning Meltdown 100, 80 Day Obsession. They just really have a plethora of effective workouts for all fitness levels, which I love because I'm at level zero. And so I haven't started other programs because I'm like, they're going to be too hard. But Beachbody On Demand, they are here for everyone. People, they have workouts as short as 10 minutes that don't require extra equipment. And also, I love that it's access anywhere, anytime. You can view it on your computer, web-enabled TV, tablet, smartphone, Roku, Apple TV, Chromecast, and more. And also, best deal of all, guess what? My listeners, yep, of this podcast, Taste of Taylor, can try it absolutely free. Free 99, you're welcome. So I decided I'm gonna go with Morning Meltdown 100 to kick this off for myself. Because I like that it's in the morning. It's like, okay, I can do this. I'm starting my day off well. If I start my day off well, then I'm going to feel good. And I'll make good choices all throughout the day with like eating, not drinking too much, being productive. And my favorite part is that they're 20 to 30 minutes each. And I'm like, okay, so like I can totally handle that. And it's a hundred day program. So in a hundred days, I'm going to be smoking hot. And listen, I don't usually like want to have a workout buddy, but during these times of social distancing, it's like, let's maybe all get into shape together so we can all start together. And then in a hundred days, we can have a bikini party because we're going to look so sexy. Listen, I'm so excited to try this service and I really want you to try this service because we just need to do something nice for our bodies as we're stuck inside people. 
our minds are already screwed up enough. Our bodies don't have to take a hit with it. Right now, my listeners can get a special free trial membership when you text Taylor, that's T-A-Y-L-O-R, to 303030. Uh, you'll get full access to this entire platform for free, all the workouts, the nutrition information, and the support. So important to get that support. Totally free. Again, just text Taylor, T-A-Y-L-O-R, to 303030. And now, back to the podcast. I have truly realized how much it actually takes for me to look like a person. Like, no, yeah. I've got no spray tan. I've got no manicure. Um, mm-hmm. My lash extensions have officially, they've been put to bed. They've deceased. I need I mean, I to l- look like a person. I literally was, like, getting in the shower. <laughs> this is, like, so graphic. I was getting in the shower, and, like, I got naked, and I just, like, looked down, and I was like, what? whose legs are these like I'm like why I'm like why do I have Ben's legs in here like they were so hairy I just like was shocked by my own disgusting legs I was like oh what it was just I've never been so taken by my own body before oh welcome to my life every every time I go pee and I have to like look at my bod or get in the shower and that's the thing too like I don't have to shower, so I'm not. And like then mm-hmm. this is like a shame spiral of like, I smell, I'm gross. When was the last time I showered? And then it's just, yep. oh God, it's I miss I miss having to do normal human things just so I could fit into society because I've realized left to my own devices, I'm a hygieneless monster. Yeah, you know, usually like during regular life, I hate showering. Like we have a very contentious relationship. Like I think having to take all my clothes, all my jewelry, all my makeup and like just start over. I find it so annoying. Like I hate it. (laughs) But during the quarantine, I have no reason to shower, but I find myself showering like more than usual and putting up like putting up less of an emotional fight with myself to get there because just like if I'm showering, I'm like doing something, you know, that's like 20 minutes. That's a lot. And time passes so slowly. Like if I could take, just take a shower, get 20 minutes, like brush my hair, like I'll just do stuff for the sake of doing See, it. See, I'm the opposite. I'm like, I'm, I am rebelling against myself. I haven't plucked. I have, I have, I mean, I don't have nothing but time. I actually have found that in quarantine, I'm lucky enough to still have my job, but we've really shifted yeah. the way that we do the radio show. So it's daily, but it's pre-recorded. And I've, I'm telling you, I have more work now than I feel I have when the show is live. Do you know, does that make sense? Oh, totally. Well, that's where it's like we're put in such an interesting, and that's why I was saying that thing about Vanity Fair is like, I actually disagreed with that because I think the quarantine has given people, whether they're working from home or they've been laid off, they're diving into content more than ever because they're bored, whatever their situation is. And I think that a lot of people are turning to influencers. So like, we've been podcasting just as much. Like I'm super busy, um, partially because I'm keeping myself busy so I don't go crazy, right. but partially because there are like more people engaging and we're like so much of what we at the Toastio and I think you do also with your show is like community building and I think now more than ever it's so easy easy to feel isolated so people like me people like you like Jackie like we feel like that essence and like that sense of community is great always but now more than ever it's super necessary so like we're doing you know we're watching movies with with our audience like we can all do that together people are reading books they're doing peloton rides together like we're finding different ways to be together without actually being together and that is part of our job now so it's like there's more of a a demand for that so i feel like i'm working more than ever 
Me too, which is great. The only thing that really has changed in my life is that I get to sleep in later because I have a morning radio show that's live, 8 to 10 usually. But now because it's mm-hmm. pre-recorded, I don't have to be up at 6 o'clock in the morning commuting into the city to my live studio. So yeah. that's the one like that's the one thing that's changed. I mean, like In my career, I've been in morning radio for 15 years. And if anybody asks me what's the one bad thing about your job, I'd always be like, when I fucking get up. I hate when I get up. I fucking yeah. get it. And I'm telling you. I miss it. And also, Do you? I have, yes, and I have learned it's hard to get up no matter what time yes. you're getting up. So Jackie and I do the show at 1030 every day, but we were doing it for like the first two weeks of quarantine and we're like, why are we getting up earlier than our husbands? Like with hair and makeup, like we have to get up early exactly. if the show's at 1030. And then we're like, let's push it back. So we do it at 12 now, just we'll, for the foreseeable future, we'll be going live at 12 instead of 1030. Then it lets people from the West Coast join in live. So it's been good, yeah. but it's like we show up and it's like the same. I'm like, I'm tired. Right? It's I don't feel any better. No, and that's the thing. So what I'm doing now is I get up around like, I, for the first two weeks, I, j- I mean, seriously, Claudia, I was sleeping until like one yeah. 2 p.m. Yeah. and I felt like a total fucking piece of shit. Yeah. So I started to make myself get up because <clears throat> I was having trouble sleeping because of anxiety. So I started to make myself get up around like 10, 10 30. That's like, I would like, oh, that's my usual now. And I am working. Like, I didn't, I didn't even have my first cocktail last night. I have a drink every single night, at least one. Well, that's what I want to talk to you about. I haven't had a, I didn't have a cocktail till 9 p.m. because that's how late I was working. And I'm like, wow. I'm like, wait a second. But that's the thing. So I was going to say, all I have is time on my hands, but I mm-hmm. actually don't because I'm so busy with work. But like the things that like I feel like people are doing, like face masks and like hair treatments. I don't have time for that Girl, shit. I haven't even plucked my fucking eyebrows. Can you see? No, I plucked my eyebrows this morning. It felt so good. Like usually it was, it's usually it's painful. I hate doing it. But with every hair that was plucked out of the follicles, I was like, yes, give me more. I can't. It felt like I I was getting closer to being myself. I can't tell you how like often I'll look at the clock and be like, I haven't brushed my teeth. Like it's, it's, oh yeah. I'm truly a gargoyle. I'm, I really can't stand myself. Can we talk about drinking for a minute? Because I've had such an interesting journey here. Because I really was one of those people who thought the quarantine would be like, at at worst, like two, maybe three weeks. So I made a decision. I'm like, I'm not going to drink because I just feel like drinking in your house, like with nothing to do, is like setting such a bad. And I drink a lot. Like I'm not one of those people who judges. Like I get fucked up. I'm out till 6 a.m. Like I do bad things. Like I love to drink. And I (laughs) I do. I love to drink. But more I like to party do you know I like obviously like to drink but I like to party I like to be with people I like to find good places listen to good music like I love the energy of a party so I'm not judging by any means but I just made the decision like I don't and I don't really drink in my house I'm not the type of person who like watches the bachelor with a glass of wine I like I drink to get fucked up like if I'm drinking it's a six in the morning like that's my philosophy I don't drink for like the love of a Cabernet Sauvignon you know See, I'm that person I, I know. love wine but I'm also older than you so like that's true I feel like when I was your age I used to go out to the I, I was the club queen I was a me I, was I am a, a club rat Oak princess yes <laughs> and I just um yeah I would go out to be social to get fucked up that was kind of the my my vibe I don't really know when I started to like drink wine at night when I wasn't going out. Like I used to be like on a school night. No, like it was. Yeah, right. I'm like, how am I going to wake up for work tomorrow? <laughs> I was like, I took, I treated drinking like homework you know, or the opposite. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like you had homework to do. You couldn't drink. Exactly. Like, you know, those kids that used to like smoke weed or drink or like get fucked up before school. I'm like, before school. What yeah, you no, I'm like very nerdy and provincial <laughs> in a lot of ways. So I, that's why I was like. Like, I was like, I'm not going to drink. Like, I 
I, you know, I could use a break from drinking. And I just think like, I, I thought that drinking in my house would be like toxic for me. And I, you know, pretty much left that philosophy behind after t- it took me like a week and a half, two weeks to drink. And I discovered White Claw and I know I'm the last so person good. on earth. I know that everyone's been talking about White Claw, but I've just never been the type of person who needs to drink casually. Like I just drink to get fucked up. So it's like, why would I drink a White Claw if I could just take two shots? Right. Like that's my, been my thinking. I've never been at a place in my life or like physically at a party where I needed White Claw. Like I can't explain it. And I knew that they were good. And I know that if you have a lot, they get you fucked up, but I've just not Literally, it. it's scary. It sneaks up on you. After like your sixth, you're like, I'm fucking wasted. <laughs> so my friend Nikki, who I've just been like, like talking a lot with during this quarantine because we've been like zooming together and she loves playing games. So like she taught me how to play. Like we've been playing games. She loves White Claw. She's like, you gotta do it. So I'm like, all right. So um, there's a 7-Eleven and I went and I got uh, what a flavor? Multi-pack. A multi-pack. I got a multi-pack. This, someone told me, Nikki, she was like, mango is my mango. favorite. but they know, it's not. Mango's the best. She's like, it's not in the multi-pack. So I bought a multi-pack and then like one standalone mango and I didn't even like mango. What? So I wasn't mad. I don't like mango in general. Like I don't like mango flavored stuff. Okay. I, Except I used to, I thought I used we were to love friends. my mango flavored jewel. I'm I sorry. I thought we were friends. <laughs> so I just got the multi-pack. Honestly, there's not really a bad flavor, but I love black cherry and I love the tall boy black cherry. Black cherry is the worst. Black cherry. What it is? I thought it was like regarded as the best in the pack. Absolutely not. No, it's like lime what? and black cherry are like hands Ew, down. lime. Like the pits, they're always the ones left over. The the grapefruit is always the first to go. And then black the cherry. Like me, I'm like, oh, fuck, raspberry. Fine, I'll drink raspberry. But black cherry. You know what? That's good. That's good. Because if I'm at a party, <laughs> no one's drinking my black cherries. <laughs> Nobody. Oh, my God. I can't believe that. I feel like such a loser. <laughs> But so I love it. I literally have one with dinner. And, you know, one of them gives you like a little <laughs> like I'm like going for a jog. I'm like, let me grab Wait my white second. Are you like, a wine sommelier? <laughs> no, I'm literally drinking more water than ever because oh they're like carb. It's like seltzer. Oh, yeah. You must be pissing constantly. <laughs> oh, that's a, that's the part. It's like I'll drink like two tall boy, like the huge yeah, ones with bed. Yeah, like 40s. <laughs> Yeah, I don't even know what to call them. What I've been calling them forties, but then I looked at it; it's only twenty nine ounces. Yeah, they're so. like tall boys. <laughs> tall yeah, boys, tall boys. Tall boys. We'll play Monopoly because that's like the best game. It takes so much time. It's like a two hour game oh. and I will pee during the two hour game. I'll pee like six times. Okay. So I am not thriving in quarantine. I already established my hygiene issues. Also, like <laughs> I don't have a really regular pattern. I'm eating like total shit. I, I, I cook meatloaf like five nights out of the week. Taylor's ready to kill me. Are you drinking? Um, yes. I. Th- it's the only way to live. I mean, are you kidding me? I order cases of wine. Cases. Rosé, red wine. We do vodkas. I had a martini Where do you order night. there from? We have, like, just through that app, Drizzly. They do, like, a... Oh, I use mini bar. It's so great. It's so great. Well, you know what the crazy thing is? That there's some states that, de- that deemed alcohol non-essential. So there's some Ooh. states... You, that shit's essential. Right, like liquor stores are closed. I mean, honestly, I feel like if you live in a state that has deemed alcohol non-essential, you're living in hands made tale. Yeah, I mean, I loved Cuomo before he made liquor essential, but after he made like liquor stores essential stores, I just knew that he was the man for me. I would suck his nipple ring so hard. There's no words. <laughs> okay, Jackie and I had a whole conversation. I would love to hear your your take. Okay. So Governor Cuomo is like pretty handsome and really like a powerful man. Like the whole world is now regarding him as like a true leader. Like New York is the epicenter of the virus. He is really, really well respected on both sides of the aisle. Like he's doing, no one can deny he's doing an amazing job. job. And he's like hot and he's funny. But then there's also Chris Cuomo. Yes, there is. Who's on CNN and who's very arguably more traditionally handsome. Uh, You know, he's he's just just younger. Younger. 
and he has that like perfect chiseled face. And, well, he's a, he really though his personality, and he has he has COVID nineteen right now, so he's he's yeah. in the trenches. But like he's really. A fucking shit stir, man. He's a T. Yeah. He is such... He's a star. He, well, I don't know. Did you, did you see when Andrew was on with him? Of course. Oh, my God. I was dying when they were like, my mom. No, my my mom. My mom. That is the... Well, the epitome well their of whole siblings. relationship... Their whole relationship now begs the question, and I would just love to hear your Please. take. Who would you rather? Who would you rather bang? <laughs> yeah, Chris or Andrew. I'm going to have to say Andrew. Yeah, for the most part, everyone's been saying Andrew because he's just like such a powerful leader. Plus, I feel like Chris, and I know Chris is sick right now, so he should just win by that, like hands down. Default. Um, But I just feel like Chris is, he's a tease. Like, I don't handle teasing well. I've learned in quarantine. Um, I'm not, don't poke the bear. That's what I've been saying every (laughs) single day. Um, But I feel like he's, he's a teaser and he would like, and I feel like he's also a pusher. Like, he's like, let's work out. Let's eat healthy. And I'd be like, Chris, shut the fuck up it's like he has coronavirus he's still working yes. like go to sleep go to sleep go to sleep. go to sleep i can't believe black cherry is like not popular <laughs> i feel like such a loser like um, my personality type is like i i'm such a like i want everyone to like me i want everyone to think i'm cool that's why being an influencer is actually really hard for me like i just want to be liked and loved by everyone. everyone i want everyone to think i'm cool smart funny and beautiful and like the fact that i just announced on your podcast that i like black cherry <laughs> and nobody else does like i feel like an incredibly big you loser. should <laughs> you truly can't <laughs> <laughs> no but it's like who wouldn't want to hang out with me we could buy a pack of white claw and split it because i'll drink the black it's cherry it's actually perfect because you're you're yeah. the perfect drinking companion now because of the black mm-hmm. cherry don't that's what i'm saying don't worry I'll, i i still think you're cool even though you, you like black cherry this episode of taste of taylor is brought to you by raycon raycon is literally saving my relationship right now during quarantine so um my girlfriend and i are both lucky enough to keep working during these crazy times. The difference though is, is that I have a job, I'm a podcaster, I'm a radio show host, so I get to set my own hours, which means I can sleep in a little bit late. My girlfriend, on the other hand, is not in that position. She has to get up bright and early and start her day of work every single workday, which means she needs a good night's sleep. And she is getting that good night's sleep thanks to Raycon earbuds in my head. You guys, I'm not joking. I have been staying up until ungodly hours of the night watching my iPad and watching TV shows, movies, what have you, because I am so anxious I can't fall asleep at night. I am up, I'm not joking, four hours. We're talking 2 a.m., 3 a.m. I'm not proud of it, but it's just the truth. And thank God for Raycon earbuds because I can watch comfortably and still have my girlfriend sleeping soundly beside me, not hearing anything coming out of my earbuds. Listen, whether you're working from home and you need earbuds, or maybe you're working on your fitness, or maybe you're listening to podcasts, everyone needs a great pair of wireless earbuds. But before you go dropping hundreds of dollars on a pair, you gotta check out the wireless earbuds from Raycon. A little FYI, Raycon earbuds started about half the price of other premium wireless earbuds in the market. And uh, they sound just as amazing as the other top audio brands that you know. Their newest model, the Everyday E25 earbuds, are their best ones yet. Six hours of playtime. Thank God for that, because I'm watching six hours of TV every single night by myself. Seamless Bluetooth pairing, more bass, and a more compact design that gives you a nice noise isolating fit. Now that's the key, people, okay? Noise isolating means I can hear it, but my sleeping girlfriend next to me can't, and I'm not waking her up, and she's not getting pissed at me at four o'clock in the morning. Also, love this. Raycon's wireless earbuds are so comfortable. Perfect 
perfect for me because I like to not only watch TV until the ass crack of dawn in bed, I also like to fall asleep with my iPad on. Whatever, don't judge me. My TV shows lull me to sleep. So I'm actually falling asleep every single night with my Raycon earbuds in and they are so comfortable. Other earbuds I've had before, they slip out or they're hard. They're not comfortable. Um, There's no way I could stay asleep all night long with them in. But with Raycons, I wake up in the morning with them perfectly seated in my ears. And unlike other wireless options, Raycon earbuds are both stylish and discreet. You don't have any of those stems that like maybe would distract during, I don't know, a business video call. And there's no dangling wires. Thank God for me, because I would be strangling myself with them in the middle of the night as I toss and turn. Also, Raycon was founded by Ray J and celebrities like Melissa Etheridge, Brandy, Cardi B. Yep. Even Snoop Dogg are obsessed with them. If Snoop Dogg loves them, obviously I love them. People, now's the time to get the latest and the greatest from Raycon. Get 15% off your order at buyraycon.com slash TOT. That's buyraycon, B-U-Y-R-A-Y-C-O-N.com slash TOT for 15% off Raycon wireless earbuds. Buyraycon.com slash TOT. And now to the podcast. Okay, so I want to talk about fighting in quarantine with your significant other. Um, um, yeah, I know a little bit about I that. can't believe that you just said that you enjoy, uh, un, aside from liking Black Cherry, I can't believe that you also just recommended people play Monopoly. We have almost ended our relationship over Monopoly every time we play it. I uh, see that's the difference between you and me. I'm a good sport. I'm not. And I absolutely love playing games. And I come from a family of, of like a lot of siblings who don't really like playing games. Like they don't like like sitting down and doing a puzzle. Like they'd rather just like talk. Oh, so you know? I know like I'm is. not like that. Oh, so you're good at these games. That's why you, so you win. No. So I pretty much always lose Monopoly. Ben is really, really good at Monopoly. Oh. But then we also play categories and I'm fucking amazing. And then have you heard of this new game, Quiplash? It's like a digital game you could play over yes. Zoom. Yes. And it's just like, you have to be funny. And like, obviously that's like my only talent is being hysterical. <laughs> and I play with like all of my friends and like, and it's anonymous too. So you'll read something really funny and you're like, oh my God, who was that? I'm like, it's me. Yeah. <laughs> I, so I, I'm good at a lot of games and I'm bad at a lot of games, but I just really love to play. I just like love the fact that it like brings people together. And like, I don't know, I find myself, especially with Ben, like every night we're just like watching TV mindlessly and that's amazing. And I love doing that. Right. But like, sometimes it's nice to like talk to your husband. I think Tay and I are getting to a point. Tay and I are great at talking. Tay and I are great at watching TV together. Tay and I are like, she, she said to me recently, I'm so happy I like you so much. Yeah. Today, I think she feels differently because we played a game last night. I'm telling you, I think, like she said to me this morning, I think we're done playing games. I am such no. a bad loser. You have no idea. Especially Can I just when tell I'm you, drinking. Are you kidding me? Taylor's like fucking bitch Taylor's. Baby. <laughs> Taylor's big mistake was saying that like things are going well. Like once you say it, then they start to go bad. Literally on the toast, I was saying, like Jackie was like, "Oh my god, I'm gonna kill uh, Zach, her husband." And I was like, "Honestly, like things are going really well with me and Ben. Like I feel like we're spending a lot of quality time together." And I really did feel like the quarantine was actually doing great things for our relationship. And like literally, I get home and we start fighting. What you, you just fight, what you fight about? Okay, <laughs> it was Passover two nights yes. ago. And we had so much food, like from the caterer. Like we had so much. We were, we were set and like our whole fridge was packed with like smelly Jewish food. It was my worst nightmare, but we were good. And I literally walk into the kitchen like four or five hours before the Seder and Ben is like making a mess, making, I'm like, what are you doing? He's like, oh, I'm making a pot roast. I'm like, 
but we literally ordered all this food and just spent this entire morning putting everything in the fridge. I'm like, what the fuck? And I know that I sounded crazy for like condemning him for making a roast, but the point was that like, what did we order all this food for and spend all the money and spend all the time? Like we have a small fridge, like getting everything in the fridge. And it just like frustrated me so much. And he thought I was being crazy for just like petitioning his roast, but he didn't understand it wasn't about the roast. <laughs> it's never about the roast. No, and he just sees every fight from like a surface level. He's like, why are you fighting about the trash? I'm like, it's not about the trash. <laughs> it's about the fact that you don't listen. <laughs> yep, that's so about where we been, are. Mm -hmm. We've been good. Like it's it's like jokey fights, but like and we haven't had anything like detrimental yet. But you know the quarantine's just getting started. I mean, I have to say, like like the games. That's the thing is what starts the fight is always something completely innocuous. You know, like always. It's usually for us, I'm not even joking. It's games. It's Monopoly. Yeah. I did this with the board. I just went like this, boop, in the middle of the game and just fold it in half. Oh, that's so. I would kill you <laughs> because there were houses on it, and I was mad. Oh, I was getting killed. But this is the thing. Sometimes games you get to a point where somebody is losing, me, somebody is mm -hmm. winning, Taylor, and it's just not fun anymore. I am getting no. crushed. Okay, in certain games, I would agree. It's like, what's the point in continuing to play? Like, I'm obviously not going to win. But in Monopoly, like, one bad roll and everything changes. Like, literally, Ben was winning so, so well the other night. I hit free parking twice, and then he got this terrible community chess card. And the whole game was flipped on its head. That's why it's exciting. Okay, so I've never experienced the opposite where, like, something good happens. Well, because you, you slam the board before <laughs> it can happen. I also, so Tay and I have been playing. The crazy thing was Tay was like, you get more mad at Monopoly than you do when we actually play Blackjack. And that involves real money. That was until last night. So last night, I literally went from three. We, ha we have been playing, like, the whole quarantine. So we have been going up, 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 slowly chipping away. I was, like, at $375. Ooh. And two turns later, I'm at $18. So I requested Ooh. a pardon. Yeah. I Like, like you know, ti Tiger King, Joe Exotic. I want a pardon from the president. And the president happens to be my <laughs> girlfriend because that's the only person in the house. And she was like, and her, well, she, at first she went, that was so brutal. And she said, honestly, <laughs> just wipe it clean, go back. And I was like, okay. thank you. And then five well, minutes later, she's like, actually, <laughs> no. And that and World War Three started. <laughs> Our well, neighbors must I, have I, really I, enjoyed that one o'clock a.m. fight. Well, for me, it's like certain games, you don't have to be winning to have fun. Blackjack, not in your house. Like the way you guys play, it sounds sad. But like in a <laughs> casino, even if you're losing, like I'm having so much fun in a casino. I love the environment, the free drinks. Like I love really the atmosphere. So that's like a, a specific game where I don't need to be winning to have fun. But if I am winning, I feel like I'm high on like drugs. It's like the best feeling I've ever felt in my life. No, for me, I, there's nothing I hate more. I'm the cheapest person on the face of the planet. I hate losing money. Every time we go to a casino, yeah. I get in a fight with somebody at the table. Oh, same. But that's fun. That's a part of the fun. That's like a part. That's a part of being a degenerate gambler. And like, obviously, I hate losing money, too. But when I lose it, I feel like I can really rationalize with myself. Like, honestly, some people would spend three hundred dollars, you know, to go to a concert for two hours. I just spent three hundred dollars to have the time of my life at this table. And I'm OK. Like, I feel like the money is going towards an experience. I, I really do feel that's that the way. way I need to look at it, except when you're in your house, because there are no of those. Oh, things. that's fuck like I said, that's sad. Well, now I'm sad and poor, but you're 
you're still the one that likes black cherry white claw. So, oh fuck you, bitch. I'm a good time. I have a feeling after we wrap up this episode, you're gonna get a lot of messages about people who really like black I cherry. I agree. I actually agree. Okay, wait. So before I let you go, what are what's the first thing you're gonna do when you get out of quarantine? I'm going to, oh, I have, oh, okay. So hypothetically, I've thought about this a lot. Let's say quarantine ends on a Friday. Thursday, I'm going to, you know, go to work. I'm going to spend the day like at the spa, getting my eyebrows waxed, my lip waxed, like getting my hair blown, maybe a little trim. Like I'm really going to take care of myself all day. Then seven, maybe nine o'clock, I will go to a fabulous dinner, like with a bunch of people. And I want to be at a tiny restaurant. I want to feel everyone around me. And we're going to have a fabulous time. Like you're invited. Everyone's invited. Big dinner, drinks, drinks, drinks. And then around midnight, we're going to the club and we're getting the smallest table at the club because I want everyone to feel me me and we're gonna rage till the break of dawn 6 a.m i get home i pack my stuff up we're going to turks and caicos i want a vacation and i'm gonna spend like about two weeks there just coming back to myself okay i like that that's a good plan mine was way less uh, exciting than that i just want to take this the path into the city and go to sugar fish <laughs> no honestly like i just want to like get on the subway and lick the poles <laughs> right don't do that right now you can get arrested for it no. did you hear about can you this woman was in utah she was at um no no, no sorry she was at a what's it called god damn it california um one of those lakes lake tahoe and okay she Went to a grocery store and got like all these expensive bottles of wine and oh I saw meat. and then she licked everything because she couldn't afford it and she thought if I lick it they let me keep see and they were like right. no we're arresting you because it was like eighteen hundred dollars worth of shit that's so fucking obnoxious I know right so maybe we'll just keep our tongues in our mouths for the foreseeable future also um, Dr Fauci saying we're never allowed to shake hands again so what the fuck are we supposed to do when we see I'm each okay other? with that what are we gonna do when we see each other maybe just maybe just flash a titty like you just did <laughs> I just saw your whole boob I just saw your whole boob over FaceTime are you kidding me? I did I liked it you have nice boobs <laughs> they're big <laughs> Oh, I wish we were recording this. <laughs> Wait a second. I am wearing this <laughs> silk robe. It's like a negligee. I am dead. Did my tit just fall out <laughs> for real? Did you see, did I you see my nipple hairs? I love the look? whole thing. <laughs> they were, those nipple hairs were thick and coarse. It's a very high definition FaceTime. I hate you. I hate you. I love you. You know what? Actually, I'm hitting on you. (laughs) I'm so okay with being hit on by you. You know I love you, and there's a special place in my heart. Oh my god, Claudia! Thank you so much for joining me. I love you. I think I think we should end on the titty. No, I I think there's literally no (laughs) more appropriate way to end this. I literally thought, oh, that was just that, that that didn't just happen. My boob didn't just fall out, but. It did. You're welcome. What a treat. I love you. I love you too. You guys, that's it for us. Uh, make sure to catch Claudia everywhere. Follow her, uh, Claude with no job, at girl with no job. Also, pup with no job. That's her pooch and magoochins. Um, and mm-hmm. make sure to check out the Morning Toast every single weekday, Monday through Friday, and now starting at 12 p.m. Eastern time. Eastern time. Which I think is great. Yeah. Do, you think that that's, do you think that that's something you might keep around? I mean, I'm down because after this, I want to like live life more, go out every night. And that means I need to sleep a little bit later, but we'll see what the audience says. Claudia, I love you so much. It's so good to see your face. I miss you. I can't wait to get fucked up on Black Cherry White. On Black Cherry. (laughs) Nerd. 
<laughs> you guys, that's it for us. Um, make sure to rate, review, and subscribe. And we'll be back next week with another amazing, probably quarantine podcast. Bye, girl. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>